what again? Say what again? I dare you. I double dare you, motherfucker. Here we go. Hello, you beautiful people. Welcome back to whatever. The show where I talk about whatever. This is a tasty burger. What is going on, my guys, gals, and non-binary pals? Welcome back to whatever. The show where we talk about whatever. My name is Cameron Nen. Are you ready to be spooked? Because today, we are going to start off Season 2 with a bang. We are going to be reading a short horror story that I found just going through the internet. I had this idea of reading off uh, short horror stories because I was like, you know what? I want to do a little like horror thing because a lot of people like horror stories, so... I just want to find a bunch to read off, and I got a good one for you guys today, so prepare yourselves. <laughs> Today's story is called The Curious Case of Eliza McDoodle. Eliza Medoodle is hearing voices. She tells her father over breakfast one morning, There's an invisible woman talking at me. To you, dear, her father corrects absently as he butters her toast, talking to, and they speak to no more of it. She tries to tell her mother the same, peeking her head around the doorway of her study, where her mother sits on the rug-covered floor, surrounded by textbooks. Her mother does not turn her head and simply shoes her away with her note-taking hand. She does scribble a reminder, somewhere in the margins of a psychology journal, to look into the incident later. Six, she is sure, is rather too old to be inventing an imaginary friend. Eliza Medoodle is hearing voices. One voice, really, but it rings and echoes about her mind in multitudes, and sometimes she hears the words shadowed in different timbers, and they crowd her head and drown out her own voice. She relates this sentiment to a teacher one day, word for word. He is awed by the metaphorical depth he perceives in her words, and notes that Eliza Medoodle is a rather precious young girl, with a vocabulary and grasp of language evolved far beyond her peers. Of course, when asked, she has no satisfactory reply for where she learned all her many words. Experience has taught her not to mention the voice feeding her the answers, and claiming that the information was already in her head. True, though it is, didn't go down well, so instead, she stays silent. Eliza Medudo is also slowly gaining a reputation for being arrogant. She bears it. What choice does she have? The voice comes and goes as it pleases, and her mother's friends marvel at her growing lexicon, while her father ponders the eternal question of its origins, and her teachers note with some bemusement that while she knows a great many words, her spelling is absolutely atrocious. She doesn't have many friends. Eliza McDoodle hears voices, but tells no one because no one will believe her, and though she hides her secret well, it comes at the cost of isolating from people lest she let something slip. She is 11 years old, and her parents are worried. Some days, the voice is the only human conversation she manages to have, one-sided as it is. Really, she ought to be grateful. At least someone is keeping her from succumbing to the lonely void, 
The constant silence and secrecy have created a rather sullen girl, all in all. In a desperate bid to socialize her, her father invited the neighbor's son to come over for dinner. He's a friendly boy, a year younger, and full of enough conversation for the both of them, and the evening has been lively despite Eliza saying very little. They stand at their front door now, seeing him out. Her father nudges Eliza while the boy natters on. Thank your guests for coming, Eliza, he mutters. Be polite. Her guest is unperturbed and takes his leave cheerfully, but had he thrown a fit right there on the doorstep, it would have made no difference. Eliza is not paying attention. She stopped hearing anything happening outside of her own head, tuned into the words of another for the past minute. Say thank you, Eliza. Eliza Madoodle is hearing voices, snickered someone in the back row. Eliza has not told them that she hears voices, but if you periodically slap your own head, cover your ears, and hiss threats and warnings to seemingly no one, well, it isn't a hard conclusion to draw. Her fists clench, nails biting into palms, tense and familiar. She does her best to ignore the doodles spreading behind her, and instead focuses forwards, standing up slowly at her teacher's back. The teacher has been recounting the People's Crusade for the past half hour and asked Eliza where Reynald led his people after leaving Constantinople. Eliza doesn't know. The answer is Zeragordos, a fortress in Anatolia, which they captured and then lost in siege within a fortnight. Zeragordos. X-E-R-I-G-O-R-D-O-S. She parrots this back to her teacher, who nods, satisfied if somewhat nonplussed by the response. Eliza sits back down. She pointedly does not thank the voice in her head. Rude. Eliza Madoodle is 16 when she finally snaps, and bursts her own eardrum with her mother's hat pin. It doesn't work. Of course it didn't. Even half-deaf, Eliza Madoodle is hearing voices. Years ago, she had tried to convince herself that the voice was her own, a figment of her mind, or else her own thoughts, but she has long since abandoned that illusion. The voice knows things she does not, knows her own thoughts and distinguishes between them, and has a tone that always dances along the edge of mocking. But one thing is for certain, the voice is inside her own head. It will find her no matter what, there is no drowning it out, beyond perhaps drowning yourself. The stained pin falls from her fingers, impact muffled by the red flit rug, and Eliza does not move from where she sits cross-legged on the floor until her father finds her frozen there, head tilted back and dark blood crusting around her ear. His scream is muted to her ears, and she ignores his dithering in the doorway. Her eyes are fixed in place on the wall before her. The wallpaper is simple, a plain white expanse, headed with two thick stripes, in navy and cornflower blue. And it's funny, but as she listens to the voice narrating her life, she can almost imagine the echo of the words spread out in front of her, in neat lines of even black print. It isn't long before the white coats come for her. She sleeps in her new room in Staten County Lunatic Asylum, and the voices have not left. They croon at her, words rising and falling and teasing lilt. They whisper in the dead of night, sweet lullabies and cruel truths in equal turn. She has a horrifying suspicion that some of the voices are new, inventions of her own mind, brought on by the isolation. She's right. Eliza Madoodle is hearing voices. She mutters along, 
alone in her secure cell, half-deaf and defeated. She pictures the words appearing in front of her as the voice speaks, neatly printed along the walls. Maybe they really are there. She doesn't know anymore. This is how she spends her days, without visitors and without hope, in desperate need of distraction. Why don't you come say hello, Eliza? People are dying to meet you. So I hope you guys enjoyed that short story. Let me know if you guys want me to do more of these. I honestly really enjoy doing it, so I will definitely find more of these to do. But yeah, just let me know if you guys want me to do more of these. Uh, in the description is my link tree that'll lead you to the podcast website. It'll lead you to all my social medias. Uh, also in the description, there's the link to send me a voice message directly through Anchor. There is the link to help support this podcast. And like I mentioned in the last episode, I am currently in the process of moving. So if you guys want to help me, you know, help me get out of my shitty apartment, you know, consider supporting this podcast today. Um, Like I said, on my social medias, you know, talk to me. Let me know. Let me know what you guys want me to do. But until next time, bless your face. If you sneeze while listening, bless you. Drink plenty of water. Stay hydrated. Get vaccinated, you heathens. And I will talk to you guys next time. Bye-bye.